It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we are the host of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Have you covered five days a week, sometimes with bonus coverage, like this week when the Bengals play on Saturday, right here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button so we come to your ears and eyes or eyes every day. James, we're going to dive into some keys to victory today for the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a game that it seems like many outside of Cincinnati see the Titans as a clear favorite. And you can kind of see why. They're the number one seed in the AFC. They won a lot of games while they were really injured this year. They beat the Chiefs, holding them to three points. That was back in week seven, but they did it. They, They have some quality wins on their resume this year and with Derrick Henry, AJ Brown and Julio Jones set to take the field together for, you know, a rare occurrence, not the first time, but it's certainly been rare. We talked to Tyler about it yesterday in the crossover. You can kind of see why Titans three and a half point home favorites. And that's where it starts for me. James is the Bengals have to go on the road and Mike Rabel's defense is quite good at disguising what they're doing, rotating coverage, doing weird things post-snap to confuse mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Yeah. And one thing Joe Burrow has been really good at this year is using the hard count to get a read on that defense before the snap, sometimes changing plays, other times just to inform what he's going to do with the ball. And he's been great pre-snap. He's been great post-snap when defenses do rotate coverages, but that challenge is accentuated a little bit on the road in a what I assume will be very hostile environment. I know a lot of Bengals fans are traveling to Nashville, and I think that's great. I'm looking forward to seeing how much orange and black I can spot in the stands on Saturday. But the hard count probably won't be a tool. So finding other ways to help Joe Burrow pre-snap is kind of where this starts for me because the key to the game overall, like the high-level, big-picture key, comes down to Joe Burrow. And so when you start to break that down, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, he's on a road, he's in a road environment. They've overcome it this year, but it's a little bit of a test again this week, I think, with the way Vrabel's defense works. 
motion, motion, motion. When I was uh, uh, killing it in elementary school basketball, our go-to play, our base play, right, was was motion. And everything we ran was motion. And, and there was some derivative of that. And we would start there. And that would be our base offense. Uh, I expect to see more motion, right? That will help burrow a bit in that, that pre-snap aspect of it. So maybe they do go that route. But uh, I, I agree with you. Like the path to the Titans winning is completely wrecking Joe Burrow's cool, calm, swaggered out. I'm playing like the MVP and, you know, we're just getting started in Cincinnati and this is the new standard. And I could keep, you know, using the quotes that he said over the past week, I'm going to rock Cartier sunglasses and, and, you know, and walk in with a space jam jacket on to Paul Brown stadium. Those are the type of things that uh, they need to find a way to disrupt because if they don't, could they still win? Maybe, but it, it, their chances go, you know, way, way down. So yeah, Mike Vrabel. Uh, here's the thing, though, is everyone's talking about like the the eight no coming off of eight days rest and the buy and all of that. That sounds good. Mike Vrabel knew coming off of a buy who they were playing in two of those years. It, it was the Jaguars. Uh, so okay, it's Jacksonville, um, and, and then. You know, the 10 days rest, you still know. This time, they didn't know until probably Sunday. And yeah, they had their film guys break down all the potential matchups and stuff, and they could start doing work. But I don't think there's that huge of an advantage. There's the rest advantage. But from a schematic standpoint, I don't think there is. But uh, yeah, I, I do think that, uh, that that's where they start. And that is the scary part of this game. You know, Mike Vrabel, his defense on the road, especially if the Titans get a, a score early. And that would probably be my you know, other key here in this first segment, game script. Can the Bengals get a lead early and kind of – I don't even know if it's going to feel like they were in control at the level they were in control last week because, man, it felt like they controlled the whole game. And I know it was uh, you know, only a one-score game, seven-point game at the end of it, but it, it just – you never really felt like they were going to lose. I don't know if this week's going to be like that. But if the Bengals could get to a, you know off to an early lead, I, I think it would really help their cause. Yeah, and and there's some similarities in these teams. We talked, we we started to hint at game script early in the week. We we talked about it a little bit yesterday too. And and you're absolutely right. I think that it matters in this game. We asked Tyler the question, like, what's it take for Tennessee to get off their game plan to to get off of Derrick Henry so much and the play action stuff? Because we kind of saw it last year when the Bengals played the Titans, very different Titans team. Of course, at the time, the defense not nearly what it is this year. And it's a solid defense for sure. It's I, I would say in the top third of the league, it's good enough to to certainly win in the playoffs, I would say. But is it good enough to to beat Joe Burrow? That that's a question that this comes down to, right? And so yeah, I, I think game script is big in this one. And it's because if you can't get Tennessee to get into a drop back mode, and it sounds like it would take a lot to get them into a drop back mode. They're not going to panic and and move off their offensive plan. Like I would say the Raiders did to some extent, you know, got away from Jacobs maybe a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit too soon, given that there was some some room for success in their running game. But I, I think bigger this week, right? Absolutely bigger this week, because if guys like Jeffrey Simmons get to tee off against the pass and, and he's not at least a little bit on his heels, like, okay, they might run it here. You know, they're not drop back passing. 
that that's important because the, the Tennessee defensive line, you know, individually, the best player, they, they have one guy, I think, who's a good, good pass rusher individually. A lot like the Bengals, where, you know, for the Bengals, I would say Trey Hendrickson is their one guy. They, they get some contributions from the rest. B.J. Hill does, you know, he he and Larry Ogunjobi racked up some sacks this year. Sam Hubbard gets after it as best he can, but those guys aren't necessarily creating as much for themselves. Where for, for the Titans, the guy that really creates the most for himself is Jeffrey Simmons. They get occasional wins from Harold Landry. I know he has 14 sacks. A lot of those, as we discussed with Mike, were schemed up or, you know, were cleanup variety. They, they do a lot of mm-hmm. twisting and stunts. On that defensive front, the Bengals' offensive line obviously needs to be ready for that. Joe Burrow needs to be ready for that. But all that stuff gets a lot easier if it's a tight game and if the mm-hmm. Bengals don't get out to, to a big start. And we saw them get off to a big start against the Raiders last week. They, they weren't the second-half team we've grown accustomed to seeing, on the other hand. But they did get off to that hot, hot start, and I think it really helped uh, shape the rest of the game. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think it did too. And, you know, hopefully they, th- that's the, cause I get it. Zach will de- defer, but if the Titans win the to- the coin toss, I would not mind it at all <laughs> because it, you know, it's a chance for the Bengals to go down and have this uh, first 15 where we, we have seen at the beginning of the year that it was just awful, but they, they've gotten better at it. And with the way Burrow's playing, you feel like they're going to get off to a pretty good start right away. And doing that, given how the Titans want to play, right, which is a physical, tough, almost AFC North-esque, we're going to hand the ball to 22, uh, we're going to, you know, give give it to our big guys, some on the perimeter, but mostly it's going to be run, 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 play action, run, 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 defense, physical. Given they want to play that way, it might be more valuable to get up 7 nothing. Right. Instead of having that, you know, back to back possessions at the end of the first half and, and, and uh, the first uh, possession of the second half. So, and again, it depends on how the game goes, but wouldn't mind it at all, because if you could knock the crowd out of it a little bit, not saying you're going to completely knock them out. I get it. You know, it's one drive. OK, uh, the Raiders had the lead once upon a time to start the game last week. So, it, you know, it, it's it's possible to, to rally from that. I totally understand at the same time, when we've seen this team struggle when Burrow's playing at this level, it was right. It was the 49ers, right? They get behind uh, and he tries to save the day. They, and they just have all these self-inflicted mistakes. The, the Chargers game, self-inflicted inflicted mistakes. So if they can take care of it and get off to a good start, I'm going to be looking up at halftime saying, all right, well, they, they have a good shot here. And, and that's really all you can ask against the number one seed, even if it doesn't feel like it, the number one seed on the road with the chance to go to the AFC title game. And by the way, the Bengals haven't won a road playoff game in team history. So uh, if if at halftime we're saying they're two quarters away from doing so, that's uh, that's a huge win. I like knocking off first. And there's a lot more to talk about in this game. The Tennessee offense being healthy. There, there are a lot of keys on the defensive side of the ball. There's still more to talk about for this Bengals offense as well. We'll continue our look ahead and looking at the keys to victory coming up next. But first I have to tell you about get upside the app. That's going to save you money right now. You can download it in the app store. If you have an iPhone or Google play, if you have an Android and it's free, 
a free app that saves you money? Yeah, that's what GetUpside does because it's going to save you up to 25 cents per gallon of gas every time you fill up. And right now with promo code TOUCHDOWN, you're going to get a bonus 25 cents off per gallon on your first fill up. So why not download it? It is free money that's sitting there on your smartphone. All you have to do is download the GetUpside app in Google Play uh, or the App Store and make sure you use promo code TOUCHDOWN and you're going to get up to 50 cents off per gallon on your first fill up. You can take that money and put it in your bank account, PayPal account, use it for an Amazon gift card. Heck, you can buy Jake and I something nice. Either way, make sure you download it right now, the GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Bet online also still has you covered. For all of your betting needs, as we're well into 2022, we're into the playoffs at this point. The Bengals trying to make a Super Bowl run. A lot of awards still haven't been announced in the NFL, and they've got you covered for the entirety of the NFL playoffs, the NBA season. Assuming we get a baseball season, they'll have you covered for that as well. They've got a new website that we've been telling you about, simple to use, better than it's ever been. And not only that, they have a 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit right now, just use promo code locked on when you sign up. Again, they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That, as James loves to say, is free money from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC. Don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers, props, and lines available at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest place to wager on all your favorite sports. Go check it out. Bet online where the game starts. James, let's go defense next. I, I think that obviously this starts with Derrick Henry, but when I was reviewing some Titans offense this year fr from this year and some of their more successful games against some of the better teams they've beaten, they're very annoying offense to defend. I think it's, it's a lot of this, this duo where it looks like, it might be wide zone to, to one of the edge defenders. And so, you know, Derek Henry's bouncing a lot outside on these inside duo runs, breaking off runs that way. It's a lot of play action digs, play action stuff over the middle where it's just, it isolates uh, a receiver on a corner, gets them behind the linebackers who get sucked up because they want to go defend Derek Henry in the running game or Deonta Foreman, whoever's playing running back for Tennessee. And then they're doing a lot of screen game. And, and when it's not that, it's just, well, we're in rhythm. The defense is on its heels. They're expecting us to run. We have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown on the outside. We're just going to throw it up. And, and we're going to have these isolated verticals on the outside where teams try to stack the box. And we're going to take our deep shots. So it all starts with Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. and, and the obvious goal is to make the Titans one-dimensional. But, you know, how, how realistic is that goal? I don't know. So, so maybe it instead becomes... Can we bend that break? Can we get off the field in key situations? And, and so for me, it's it's I'm looking a lot at third down defense in this game and yeah. red zone defense in this game. Because sure. I, I don't think they're stopping Derrick Henry or stopping the screen game. Although I think they're pretty good defending screens. And and the Titans have good receivers. So where it's not a stop. And I think there are opportunities for stops. We'll talk about Ryan Tannehill's ball security. But it, it's 
can you get off the field in those key moments? Can can you make the big plays when you need the big plays that can really impact the game? I think I think there will probably be some of those in this game, and I think that the way they go will go a long way in in telling you who wins. It's not going to necessarily be the the every play stuff, but I think there will be big opportunities for this defense. Sure. No, they're not going to stop Derrick Henry, and you can't. You shouldn't expect that, and I don't think they do expect it. You're right. It's going to be uh, the situational part of it, and. Think about it. If Derrick Henry has 25 carries for a buck 10, maybe a touchdown, right? Do we have any idea if the Bengals won or lost? We, we have no idea. And so that, that's the point. Like they could win and he has that line. They could lose and he has that line. And so it's everything else. In the everything else, uh, one does mean no 70-yard touchdown run for Derrick Henry because those do hurt. You don't want him getting huge chunk runs. But two – all of the other stuff, which the Bengals have been really good at, limiting the big downfield plays, the the jump balls that you mentioned, you know, the the deep crosses, the Julio Jones or the go ball to AJ Brown or, or or post if they send them on. Make sure that those don't happen, those huge explosives. And really, the the Bengals have been good against the run this year. They've been good at limiting those big plays for the most part. Obviously, there's games where they have and moments where they have. And if they do those things then they're going to get to the part where you just mentioned third and seven. Well, Trey Hendrickson was a full go is fully cleared is ready to go. So guess what I like on third and seven number 91. I'm in heaven, right? Third and seven. And that's, uh, that's where I'm at. Like, that's the thing is if you have Trey Hendrickson, you, you have a, a team uh, in a defense that yes, without Larry Ogunjobi, they're not going to have as much uh, of a pass rush, but they're still capable uh, on the interior DJ Reader should set you up well for, for Derrick Henry and all the talk about, oh, my God, they're banged up on the defensive line. Well, you're going to have Josh Tupel back, and it, it really doesn't feel like the, the Kerr kid, the Zach Kerr kid is uh, going to get some snaps as well this week. It feels like you're good enough there. So the depth is there. They have 20 of 22 starters, right? They're 10 of 11 on defense. I think they're set up philosophically and it's it's a bunch of veterans by the way who if they do get beat for a big play it's not like they're gonna let it snowball where it matches up really well stylistically from a oh they like to run the ball we're good at stopping the run oh they want to try aj brown deep we're, well we're good at that and and so that part of it is exciting because you're talking about a a battle-tested group this isn't like the offense where it's a bunch of young dudes these dudes have been in playoff games hendrickson bell uh hilton all, all these guys even eli apple playoff games so really outside of reader outside of what the linebackers pratt and, and wilson and it's a big game for them uh most of these guys are battle tested and have been in the postseason before this season yeah it's a really big game for those linebackers that you mentioned there because you know we we talked about this i think a little bit yesterday tackling in this game it's always important but with Guys like Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, who both of them are really good with the ball in their hands at making guys miss, at running through tackles, at, a, at busting off big plays, the, the screen game that I mentioned from the Titans tackling this week is, is going to be absolutely huge, especially when it's Derrick Henry. And you mentioned, James, a stat line for Derrick Henry. We talked about this earlier this week, too. Last year against the Bengals, he had 18 carries for 112 yards. That's better Ooh. than your 25 for... 110, 110 and he had a touchdown yep. and uh averaged 6.2 yards per carry but the Bengals won that game by a lot 
And the Bengals also ran it well in that game. Giovanni Bernard had a nice game. Samaj P. Ryan had a nice game. But the the other thing that I think there are some matchups that aren't so good for the Bengals. I, I I'm a little bit worried about the two receivers for Tennessee. I think the Bengals can handle it, but Julio Jones still a good player, right? And sure. and the the resources that will have to be dedicated to the run might put them in some precarious situations. But Ryan Tannehill will put the ball in danger, and that's the other big one, right? When he gives you that chance for a pick, do you catch it. the ball? Or, yeah. or does it bounce off your hands and you're jumping yep. in the air frustrated that you just dropped a gift? Because I, if, if his track record is any indicator, yeah. there will be a chance to take yep. the ball away from Ryan Tannehill. And yep. that could be huge because Joe Burrow has been taking care of the ball. And so there's this X factor of turnovers that in the playoffs, turnovers, penalties, missed tackles, explosive plays, all this stuff gets magnified. And if you can get that big play, it goes right in there with those third down stops and those red zone stops. It could be a big inflection point in the game. Let's talk yeah. X factors, James. Let's let's go to X factors to wrap up the show coming up next. First, I got to talk about built bars and in built bars are my X factor, my go to my MVP, whatever the hell you want to say during the recovery process post workout. But the thing about built bars is, yeah, you might not be that workout warrior and that's okay. Maybe you're just looking for a healthy midday snack in between Zoom meetings if you're working from home or in between uh, trips to different businesses if you're in sales or whatever the case may be. Built bars are perfect for you because they taste amazing. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They have high protein. They're low in sugar. They're low in carbs. They're going to fit the macros that you're looking for, low in calories as well. So check them out right now at built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. It is that simple. Promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off the best protein bars on the planet at built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, X Factor, so, the the swing, the the big bits that might swing this game one way or the other. Turnover battle, ooh. we talked about it. Obviously huge tackling, yep. obviously huge. When I say X factors, thinking about this game, James, what comes to mind for you? Well, I was thinking of players, but um, yeah, no, I yeah, mean, that's fine. It can be a player. It, What's a matchup? The, the the tackling part is interesting to me. Uh, I'll give you one on offense, one on defense, and one's paid much, much more than the other. I wonder, because you mentioned two big physical guys, and it does seem like you know Eli Apple is better and all that stuff. If Eli Apple is on Julio Jones, that just makes me cringe just because of saying it out loud. And I get it. Julio Jones is not the Julio Jones that I remember from, you know, the Super Bowl and, and him making crazy catches. I get all that. Eli Apple, Julio Jones, and he faced him, uh, you know, when he was with the Saints, Apple did with, with Jones. But 
point remains the same. And so I wonder if Trey Waynes is going to get a little more run in this game. He's a little bigger, certainly more physical. Uh, in tackling-wise, you would say he's a better tackler. And, and so he could be an X factor. My only concern is, is my man dug himself not just in the doghouse. He dug himself underneath the doghouse, burrowed underneath it, and he is planted, cemented underneath the doghouse, and they're only going to dig him out if if something happens health wise to one of these guys, which obviously knock on wood, that that never happens. So he could be he's a potential X factor. And it would be maybe the highest paid X factor in league history. But I do think he could come up and make a, a play or two on Derrick Henry potentially, or maybe a, a tackle on Julio Jones if you need him to. So it, it is worth noting that I think that number 26, I'm probably the last person outside of his family that thinks that he might make a play on Saturday, but Trey Waynes might, uh, might come up big. It'll be interesting to see if he plays at all. He did not get on the field in the wild card round. No. At all. He played the entire game in week 18. Underneath it. Underneath the doghouse. The Bengals had all of their starters resting. They built a two-story mansion on top of the doghouse, and he's underneath that. Go ahead. It it is a good idea, though. I I don't dislike the idea historically. And, you know, our friend uh, Luke from Locked On Vikings will tell you this. He watched Trey Waynes for five years in Minnesota. Trey Waynes, according to Luke, is the best run defending corner in the NFL. At least he was. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, a couple of years later, he's now 29, not 27, like he was in his last year with the Vikings. But he, he was a really good run defender with with the Vikings had a lot of years where he was a an incredibly efficient tackler wasn't missing much in in the way of tackles and it's just hard to see him get on the field right if if he isn't going to play at all against the Raiders not even a handful of snaps probably as he said way in that doghouse or otherwise just buried on the depth chart so you know I, I think that's a that's a nice idea I really it, do think it it's a nice fit? idea. Yeah. Because you're right. Because ask. Julio versus Eli Apple, like those guys know each yeah. other. And, That's what and I was about to you know, ask you. You, yeah. you credit Eli Apple for, for being better, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, his last two games, so week 17 in the wild card round, he was targeted 15 times, gave up 11 catches for 170 yards, and did he give up a touchdown? Yeah, he gave up two touchdowns. Touchdowns in both weeks. Got some pass breakups as well. But, you know, he also had a penalty in the wild card round. The last two weeks of Eli Apple haven't been so good. I don't think it's enough for the Bengals to make a change. And, and maybe we shouldn't be spending so much time on it as a result. But his his last two weeks have been have been tough. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just moving on, other, other X factors. One more thing, because we, we got – not even bogged down with Burrow. We talked about the necessary amount of, you know, Burrow at the top. I do think the Bengals will still try to stay balanced, at least to a degree, early. Yeah. And and, and the hope, not the the expectation. The hope is that you look up and it's the middle of the second quarter and Mixon has, I don't know, eight carries for 37 yards or something where it's like, oh, He's averaging over four yards a carry. It's serviceable enough. Yeah. And it, it, because it, it, the run game has just been such a slow moving thing. And I've seen this too much. Um, young quarterbacks at some point 
and not that I've seen one that is as good pre-snap as Joe Burrow. I, I really don't know if I have. I, I mean, I can't think back to to one that is. So maybe it doesn't matter. And he's just the outlier. But at some point, they're going to be confused. At you know, maybe it's not this week. Maybe it's next week. Maybe it's in the Super Bowl. At some point, though, they're going to need the run game. And it would be nice not to lean on it this week. And it's weird saying Joe Mixon like being an X factor. But if he can just be. And it's not necessarily on him. If the run game in general can produce four yards a carry, I think it would do wonders. And that seems like a, not a lot to ask, but it, but it has been when you compare it to recent weeks. It, it feels like there's an opportunity to get Mixon involved in the passing game as well. We, we haven't seen a lot of screen game. And, and Mixon has had some big games as a receiver this year. Yep. But, you know, if, if there's a place where you like your matchups and coverage, I, I, you know, David Long for the Titans has been pretty good, but yeah. their linebackers aren't, you know, there's, there's no Fred Warners. There's no, you know, Devin White in the Super Bowl is making plays. There's no Levante Davis, Bobby Wagner's out there. They're, they're <laughs> solid, fine players. Sure. Uh, but you know, maybe there's an opportunity there to get Mixon going in the run game. And, uh, and you know uh, what we haven't real but, quick, j- just before we get off of mix, I asked him that at the end, because uh, of his news conferences, it was a lot of, yeah, when my number's called, we have a lot of weapons and, you know, he was doing the good soldier thing. And I was, and he was like, I know I'm going to have to make a big play at some point. And I'm like, have you envisioned that that big plays in the passing game? And he dodged it, but maybe that's it, which is fine. Maybe it is just an extension yeah. of the run game. Like that is fine if it happens. So hopefully it does on uh, Saturday. Yeah. And, and the thing we haven't talked about that maybe, is negligent of us, James, is uh, gotta gotta do an okay job in protection. It, it doesn't need to be perfect. We've seen that Joe Burrow can can work when things aren't perfect, but I think we did it at the top, didn't we? I mean, we we talked about game scripts. We talked about Joe Burrow. We talked about Joe Burrow pre snap to post snap. We didn't really talk about Jeffrey well, Simmons in a vacuum. We we yeah. talked about it a little bit, but like Hakeem well, Energy. Sure. It went Jeffrey Simmons plays on both sides of the line of scrimmage. He's not like, you know, Cam Hayward who always lines up on the same side. He's going to get sure. Quentin's Spain. So the Bengals dodge Cam Hayward in their, in their bad matchup on the interior when it's the Steelers, but Jeffrey Simmons is going to line up all over the place. And that right side needs to be ready for it. Right side communication needs to be good. And the, the Titans will bring stunts. They will bring a lot of simulated pressure. So, you think back to early in the season when the Bengals had all those free rushers up up through the A-B gap. Can't have too much of that this week. Joe Burrow's been great at evading pressure, making plays. That needs to continue. But, you know, again, h- how bad or good will that protection yeah. be, I-, I think, is is a huge variable in this game because, you know, while maybe the Bengals – defensive line has been more productive and Joe Goodberry has pointed this out on a pressure basis. The Titans have a, have a pretty similar unit over there where they, they together with their coverage in the back end, get, get some coverage sacks, get some team sacks, get some stunts for, for sacks and, and the simulated stuff. So, so some real similarities there, I think on both sides of the ball and, and how well Joe Burrow's able to handle it and how well the offensive line is able to handle it, I, I think is big, but Hard not to be confident in Burrow right now. Like we talk yeah. about X factors, and isn't it just Joe Burrow? Isn't he just the guy? And, and and that's where it always comes down to for me. The the Bengals have the better quarterback in this game. 
and and maybe it's just just that yeah um couple things no no doubt you have to keep him clean uh one thing we were talking about with tyler during the crossover and it, it was a he said how they would you know float four to one side if needed uh to, to stop jamar chase let's say if jamar's going off and and just put more guys on that side of the field good luck like do that you should start by doing that because then T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are going to be eating a whole damn semi truck full of built bars. Then they're going to go to bet online and throw a bunch of money on the Bengals to win. Cause they're going to just light up the scoreboard. So it's uh, that's the part of it. You're right. The X factor part of Joe Burrow. Like if they keep him clean, it's just like last week. If he is clean, I am fully confident that he's going to put up big numbers and have his team in position to win. He's going to take care of the ball. The way this game goes haywire, you're on the road, you give up pressure early, you get off to a slow start, you give up pressure early, Burrow's getting hit a ton, and you have some turnovers throughout the game because he's getting hit, you're falling behind, and then you have to pass. All of those things uh, you know, are, are factors. So that's the part of it. So the, the good start game script protect Burrow, to me that's all like one thing. And – Sure. If you protect Burrow, then you're probably going to get off to a good start, and then it's the key to the game script. And now all of a sudden, the snowball continues to roll and, and get bigger, and, and you know, so it's it's the ripple effects. And it's not saying that they can't come back if they get down or anything like that, but they're all tied together. And it goes back to the original point that you just made: protect Joe Burrow. It doesn't mean he's not going to get hit. Of course, he's going to get hit. But if you're just competent in the trenches. C plus. All right. I'm talking about just get an 80 on the, you know, on the, the exam on Saturday afternoon, Bengals fans and Saturday evening. If you do that uh, offensive line, then, then I think Joe Burrow is going to be good. I think this, this offense is going to score a lot of points. Let's hit your prediction then, because it sounds like you're, 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 I think often a fan of the over, but uh, what do you got this week for your prediction, James? Because a lot we've talked about going into this game on the road and, and uncharted waters for some to, to some degree for the Bengals and a very big game for this franchise. I'll tell you one thing. There ain't no damn way some dude named Jack Rabbit is stopping Jamar Chase. So let's start there. That's not happening. Uh, Tyler Boyd, this is a big Tyler Boyd game. He was good against Tennessee last year, great against Tennessee last year. I think that's going to happen again. I think T. Higgins is going to have a much better game this week than he had last week. Jamar it's not going to just be Jackrabbit. They're going to do a lot to, to him. I think that they're going to try uh, to take things away. And if not, and they just say, oh, be patient and dink and duck your way down the field. Well, guess what? Joe Burrow is going to do that. He showed he's he's capable of doing that. Uh, you said, I, you know, I always take the over and I lean over. I do. I think the key, it's the key going back to the preseason. And what was it, Jake? How many points? Uh, it starts with a three, I think. Yes, three. If the Bengals get to three, as in 30, no, yeah, there you go. Then, then it's going to be just fine. So, uh, and, and I think it is going to be just fine. This is going to be a crazy on the edge of your seat. I'm going to have to write five different versions of a game story, but I, I think it's going to come down to the Bengals beat the Titans 31 27. Joe Burrow leads them to victory, plays great again. And this offense does just enough in the defense for the second straight week. Jake comes up with the stop that they need. Ryan Tannehill's driving down the field, 
Nissan Stadium is going crazy, but also quiet enough so he can operate. And he's audible in and he's looking. And one of two things are going to happen. Either a Jesse Bates interception or Jesse Bates blindside blitz off the edge, sack, fumble, gamer. Jesse Bates comes up big. Bengals go to the AFC title game. I'm getting chills just saying it. You can see me tingling and twitching here on YouTube. But uh, 31-27 is the final. Yes, I picked the over. I'm a sucker. I like points. But I I also think that uh, that's what's going to happen in this game. We have the, uh, the potential for a mini shootout of sorts, a playoff shootout certainly, and the Bengals find a way to sneak out of Nashville with their first ever road playoff win in franchise history. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun. I tell you what, I, uh-huh. I would love to see it. This game, this game for me is feeling like a coin flip right now. I could see it going either way, but again, hard to doubt Joe Burrow. And uh, we haven't mentioned this name all week somehow, maybe once. Randy Bullock, remember him? Oh, we we, we haven't said his name. No. Well, what kind of factor is is Randy Bullock going to be in this game? Will he cramp his calves? Or Dude. will he just like make Bengals fans even more upset by making clutch kicks? That that is that, the question. That that's I'm glad you put that second part out there. I'm not going to make fun of Randy Bullock this week. Hell no. No, don't don't put that into the hell world. no. Hey man, you're in great shape. I'm not making fun of that dude. That's ridiculous. Why would I do that this week? That is uh uh-uh, uh can't do it. Um, X Factor, Randy Bullock. That, uh, oh, we're <laughs> talking about a heartbreaker. That would be uh, ridiculous. I, um, you know what I don't like about your scenario, James, is that if the Titans are driving with a chance to win the game. That's a lot more stressful than the Raiders driving last week with a chance to most likely send the game to overtime. I don't think there's any way they're going for two there. But you know what? Yeah, Bisaccia said he wouldn't uh, wouldn't have went for two. I probably would have. He's out of his damn mind, by the way. You had the worst team. He's an old school guy. that's, that's, That's very him. Let's wrap up there, James. We'll be back on Saturday night, hopefully bringing you the Bengals' first road playoff win, as James said, hopefully bringing you positive vibes as the Bengals are marching their way as deep as they can on this playoff run. We're hoping for SoFi. Let's see if they can get there with another win this week in Tennessee. Until then, Bengals fans, day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.